Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. We're coming to you live on location in the Rocky Mountains in Banff, Alberta. We're in a small town called Canmore, just outside the world-famous Banff National Park. The town of Banff actually sits inside the national park, and quite frankly, is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Don't just take my word for it. The approximately 5 million annual visitors to the park are testimony to how much this beautiful place is cherished. In a normal year, when we don't have a pandemic, it's common to see busloads of tourists from Korea, Japan, China visiting the park. We happen to own a portfolio of short-term rentals here in the Banff Canmore market. We started acquiring these assets in Canmore back in 2018, and since that time, prices have gone up more than 25, sometimes 30 percent. On today's show, we're taking a post-pandemic look at the short-term rental market and how it's going to change here in the Banff Canmore area. It should come as no surprise that real estate in this part of the world is seasonal. The hottest time of year is summer, followed by the winter ski season. We're here right now, even though it's at the very start of ski season, they've already received over 67 inches of snow. In the past few days, we've had weather above freezing and well below freezing, but some of that warm weather melts the top layer of snow, making it heavy and unstable. The avalanche risk is high, and most of the mountain trails are closed due to avalanche risk. But we're here to talk about short-term rentals. Lots of people have purchased property to have a second home for occasional use, and then chosen to rent their property in the short-term market using platforms like Airbnb and VRBO to help subsidize the cost of ownership. A good quality property in a high demand location can often generate enough income to fully carry the property and provide a getaway for the owners when they choose to use it occasionally. The price to be paid for a vacation rental is a function of supply and demand. Now we're in a strange period right now where some vacation rentals are overperforming and and others are underperforming. Some destinations are predominantly driving destinations and others are clearly flying destinations. The typical cabin on a lake within an hour or two of a major city is predominantly a driving destination. You're not going to get many tourists flying in from Germany or Korea to rent your specific cottage three hours away from a major hub, but you will get local people renting your place coming from the major metro area only a few hours away. Some places like Banff get their visitors locally from a three-hour driving radius. You've got two major cities within driving distance. You've got Calgary and Edmonton. And the largest of those two cities is is a little more than an hour away. Having a major airport only an hour away and being one of the most beautiful sought-after places in the world, this particular location attracts a huge number of visitors by air. If you compare that with other destinations, like city destinations, Rome, London, Paris, these cities get the vast majority of their visitor traffic by air and not so much from local traffic. Places like Bali get all of their visitor traffic by air, and none of it is in driving distance. In the past two years, air travel has obviously been impacted dramatically. In particular, international air travel has been impacted. People still want a vacation. They still want to get away, even in a pandemic environment. And the simplest and safest way to accomplish that has been to find a destination that's driving distance from home base. Maybe you want a remote work from a more serene environment. That, too, might be driving distance away. The pandemic has shifted the demand patterns dramatically, but only temporarily. So many people I know are itching to travel back to Europe. They will book either a trip to Paris or a week at the cottage by the lake, but probably not both. If you own a vacation rental in Bali, you're experiencing close to zero revenue for the past 18 months, and that situation is going to persist for at least another six months. If you own a short-term rental in Rome or London, you're probably surviving, 
but getting a much lower nightly rate because the demand isn't there to support high prices. If you own a cabin by the lake near a major metro area, you're probably charging over 500 a night for peak periods and experiencing revenue far beyond your wildest dreams. But I'm here to tell you that's all going to change again. In our case, we own a portfolio of short-term rentals here in Canmore, a few minutes' drive from the National Park. Now, since there's a moratorium on new development inside the National Park, this small town is the destination of choice. The town of Banff itself, which is inside the boundary, has become so commercial with so many visitors that I frankly find it overly commercial. And back in 2019, here in Canmore, we were experiencing nightly rates over 700 a night for our units in the Canmore market. That demand was coming from a combination of both international air travel, domestic air travel, and local driving traffic. And during the pandemic, we had to adjust our pricing. We tweaked our product offering to make sure we had the best offering in terms of cleanliness and amenities in the homes, and we managed to maintain a very high occupancy rate. Even during the slower seasons, we were able to maintain occupancies near 80%, but the nightly rate was almost half of what it was in 2019. But still, the businesses survived. Property values have gone up again, as they have in much of North America, and we continue to see demand for these rentals. Short-term rentals in many cities skirt the zoning regulations, and many owners are unaware that their property is not approved in the zoning for short-term stays. Hotel zoning is not the same as residential zoning, and that's for a good reason. Hotels are transient. Residences are not. These two flows generally don't mix well together. Just ask anyone who lives in a place like Venice, Italy. On a hot summer day, there are more tourists than locals. And while tourists are welcome, they don't treat a place the same as they would their own. Eventually, the residents get tired of the parties and the revelry. They would rather have a quiet enjoyment of their own home. Some cities have tackled the question of short-term stays in their zoning code, or they've implemented special regulations to govern how short-term rentals are to be managed. Canmore has used the zoning code to do it. If a property is owned residential, then short-term stays of less than 28 days are prohibited. The property owner will get fined if they rent in the short-term market. But there's two other zonings, for vacation and tourism, where short-term stays are permitted. We take care to acquire properties that are only zoned for tourism or vacation. If there were no constraints on the number of vacation rentals entering the market, then anyone who buys a property would be incented to rent it out in the short-term market. But eventually, the laws of supply and demand will reach an equilibrium, and that dictates that prices will fall to the point where everyone's barely making ends meet. That's the proverbial race to the bottom. We always want to stay out of the race to the bottom and only invest in those locations where there's a sustained excess of demand and shortage of supply. And that's why we're here in this particular market. That's turned out to be a good decision pre-pandemic. It's turned out to be a good decision in the pandemic. And we're confident that's a great decision post-pandemic. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.